Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Prairie Dumpster, the podcast hosted by me, Tyler Penner, the 700th and 13,869th best podcast in the goddamn world. Um, You're probably noticed over the past couple episodes that we've been sliding. We were up into 400,000, then the 500,000s, and now the 700,000s. And that's not a testament to that this podcast is not doing well. That's um, That's just the state of podcasting. It's like economics. You know, there's peaks, there's valleys, you know. There's there's mountains, there's gullies, and you just got to ride with it. We're in a bit of a gully, all right? We're in a bit of a, a bit of a funk. Um, we're not. I'm just joking. This is a goddamn powerhouse, and we are um, flying through the social media sonic sphere at fucking hyper light speed. Uh, Our YouTube, our latest YouTube video um, blew up uh, the latest podcast episode, episode number 26, entitled Water is an Alien. It blew up. It it got 38 views in one week, which is the second highest viewed uh, full podcast. Um, But not only that, it garnered two likes. Two likes. That is a that's another record for the Prairie Dumpster. Um. And also, uh, it, it garnered a comment, a very positive comment, by a complete stranger, not by a friend. And, and, and a stranger comment on a YouTube video is worth 15 nice pats on the backs from close friends that I love. I don't want you, my buddies, to tell me how good my podcast is. I know how good it is. You know how good this is. But when a stranger tells you how good it is, then it's like, thank you. Thank you. I did a, um, and by the way, if you haven't subscribed to the Patreon yet, you're a fucking idiot because I am crushing it on there. I took a trip to Grand Forks, North Dakota on Saturday. I did an entire podcast from the road. We went through the border crossing, um, you know, we we went to Grand Forks. Uh, we sold all the drugs. I went to Culver's. I got a delicious burger. We came back up. We were stopped by the Border Patrol. I shot two of them in the face. I ran. They, you know, th- turns out the two guys I shot were the only people who worked there who had their driver's license. So I got away with it. Uh, and the whole thing was recorded. I recorded the entire goddamn thing. Um, with a Zoom mic, and it didn't sound the greatest uh, because the roads are fucked, but uh, at the same time, it was it was a hell of a ride. It was an incredible ride. United States is a great country. It was awesome. I, I, I spoke about it 15 goddamn times on the Patreon episode. I will tell you now for free, you fucking freeloaders, uh, Culver's makes a hell of a burger. Their big claim to fame is the butter burger. So what they do is before you get your two pieces of smashed beef smothered in cheese, 
what they do is they spread butter on the bun and then toast it in the butter. And then they give you the burger and then on the side you have a little block of butter. And that's a hard butter. That's refrigerated cold butter. But then what you put on top, they give you a little side cup of whipped butter. So you take the whipped butter, you spread it on the cold butter. And then you take that and you take one cube of butter. You put the butter in your mouth and then you take a bite of the butter burger. And um, I mean, I had four of those and uh, and. You know, before I blacked out, I remember it being fucking delicious. So check out Culver's in the United States of America, Grand Forks, North Dakota. Tropic of Cancer. Um, yeah, that's how we do it. We have a lot to do on this podcast. Uh, we have today done a modicum of prep. Modicum? Modicum. A small quantity of a particular thing, especially something considered desirable or, or, or valuable. Modicum. Yeah. Modicum. Yeah. Modicum. Yeah. Um, so we have done a modicum of um, uh, uh, preparatory. 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 Preparatory work. And um, we are going to kick it off. We're going to kick it off. I should summarize my... Um, well, let's just start with the news right away. Uh, Justin Trudeau is getting divorced or separated. That's crazy. Wow. That marriage had to have really sucked. That marriage had to have really, really sucked if you're the prime minister and you're so over the marriage that you're not even worried about saving face. That marriage must have really sucked. I mean, they might have just been like, listen, I don't care. We're going to be in the news everywhere. Everyone's going to be asking us quite literally the entire country is going to be asking you questions about it. I mean, usually people keep a separation or a divorce under wraps because they don't even want to talk to their family about it. These two have the entire country and media from all over the world that are going to be grilling them on their separation. And even that, even the, even that prospect was not enough. To keep them in their marriage. That's how shit their marriage was. Um, and kudos to them. It wasn't working. We're not going to fake this any longer. Justin Trudeau. Probably balls deep. In political groupies. Um, guys and girls. Um, his wife. Probably bored. Tired. Getting a little tired of the uh, whole uh, fuck Trudeau bumper stickers, getting a little tired of that name, honestly. She's a little tired of hearing fuck Trudeau. She's going to take her own name again, and now, um, you know, she'll go on to live a happy life, I'm sure. How much does a prime minister make? Are they wealthy? I mean, I know they're wealthy from private ventures, but what's the, 
What is the salary of the Prime Minister of Canada? Google is listening to me, and it knows. The Prime Minister's total annual compensation of $357,000. Oh, okay, cool. So he gets an MP's salary, and he gets the Prime Minister's salary. Three hundred fifty grand. That's pretty good. That's not bad. You're making about uh, what forty grand a month? No, thirty grand a month. You're making about thirty grand a month. And um, so, I guess she's gonna get some of it. What the fuck? Justin Trudeau's net worth is ninety-seven million dollars. In addition to an annual salary of 379000 Trudeau earns millions more through his investments and business ventures. That's according to Forbes. The fuck this fucking guy. Why would you even take that money then? I mean, I'm sure he donates some to charity or whatever, but come on. I don't know, man. Well, whatever. I don't really give a shit, but that's fucked, isn't it? Ninety. He's worth a hundred million dollars. Through investments and business ventures, he's in charge of the company, of the country. I don't know, man. Politicians are fucking crazy. They're crazy, man. Don't you have to be a piece of shit to be a politician, really? Don't you have to be A, fake as fuck, B, crooked? I mean, isn't it natural? I mean, I'll tell you this. If I was a politician, let's say by some fucking miracle they elected me, which, don't get me wrong, I've considered running for some sort of office. Mayor, comptroller, because I think I've got away with words. I could pull some Donald Trump shit where I'm just a straight shooter. You know, Heather Stephenson would be talking about the budget and stuff. And I'd be like, fuck you, you're fat. (laughs) And everyone would be like, wow, this guy's, this guy's calling it like he sees it. She's like, that is inappropriate. Okay, we need to put more money into the hands of seniors. I'm like, you look like a fucking dork with those glasses. You know that piece of shit? Shut up, bitch. (laughs) Everyone's like, Tyler. Tyler. Um, But let's say I did get elected and went into office, uh, you know, and you're a politician. You're in there. Some guy comes up to you and he says, all you have to do is put a check mark in this box and I'll tell you exactly where to invest your entire salary so that you can triple it by the end of the month. What are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? I'll tell you what I would do. I would get crooked. Well, we've already talked about this on the podcast. You know how crooked I would get. I'm actually starting a paramilitary organization to take over this country. Not because I want to get rich, but because I just want to execute most of you. Most of you and everyone you know, I want to have them executed. A, to ensure that my power is um, solidified, 
uh, in perpetuity, uh, but also just because I want to see it. I just want to do something. I want to shake things up around here. And um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. Of course, I would be a crooked politician. But a lot of these guys are businessmen. You ever notice how most politicians are businessmen? There's not a lot of, like, medical doctors going into politics. There's not a lot of, like, teachers or um, philosophers or any of those people going into politicians, politics. It's mostly businessmen, which is good because they're in charge of the goddamn money. I would want a businessman to make sure that this country runs properly and that we're not fucking going broke. But at the same time, uh, when their job and their sole focus is to make some fucking cash, um, it's a little, it gets a little sketchy. It gets a little sketchy at times. When fucking, you know, um, Taco Bell is saying, hey, we're just, uh, you know, we're putting metal filings in our ground beef now it helps the ground beef last longer and it's killed a couple of kids but at the same time most people don't notice most people shit it out and they're fine a couple of kids they get their colon scraped out and it acts as sort of an internal cheese grater a drill if you will Uh, but we're just going to go ahead and do that now a politician's job is to make is to say hey no Taco Bell, no, you're not putting metal and steel shards and ground-up Brillo pads in your ground beef. We're not, that's not cool. That's what a politician's job is, right? But then, I mean, politicians are open and are, um, you know, they're open to temptation. I mean, come on. They're human beings still. So when the Taco Bell rep comes over and slips a little check for $250,000 into Johnny Health Politician's pocket, I mean, I would be like, yeah, fuck those kids. You know, eat the metal. I'm going to be at the cabin on my new boat. Um, But anyways, we're talking politics? Kind of fucking dumb podcast is this it's the prairie dumpster podcast okay it is called prairie dumpster this podcast is called prairie dumpster it's not called prairie fire it's not called dumpster fire it's not called fucking prairie dumpster fire tim gray great comic he called it prairie dumpster fire jordan wellwood great comic he introed it the other day he called it prairie dumpster fire I know that dumpster fire is a word. I also understand that prairie fire is a word. Okay? Uh, This is prairie dumpster. That's what the fucking name of this podcast is. It is the 687,469th best podcast in the goddamn world. I would uh, appreciate it if you would learn its name. Thank you for the plug when I'm about to take the stage, but it is called Prairie Dumpster. I mean, you can have like, um, you know, there's, you know, chocolate 
cookies and chocolate milk. Now, let's say I say milk and cookies. You're not going to say, what's it called? Chocolate milk and cookies? No. That was... (laughs) All right. That was not... That was not a good analogy, but the point still stands. Get the fucking name right. But thank you for the plug again. And Tim Gray was plugging me at Ma's Comedy as part of his week-long fringe shows of stand-up comedy. Uh, I've said it time and time again, uh, the fringe show, complete abortion, minus when the stand-ups come in. Stand-up comedians, we come in and we provide something of actual value. And then afterwards, after everyone's consumed that, they feel less bad about blowing money on some improv dork or some theater geek's fucking bullshit solo play that they wrote. You know, the stand-ups really saved the day again. And this year was no different. Stand-ups done saved the day because those Ma's Garage shows were very hot. They were very hot. That crowd was red hot. The venue was beautiful, and that crowd was primed and ready to go. I haven't heard a pop like that in a while. And I mean a while, because I have been in a gully. I have been in a funk. A real gully. What does gully mean? I should hope I'm using that word. Gully. A trench which was originally worn in the earth by running water, and through which... Water often runs after rains. Um, Gully. Well, we're in a ditch. Let's fucking whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. We're in a goddamn ditch. Um, Comedic-wise, is there a weird sound? I can see it on the waveform that there's a weird sound this whole time. Fuck, that better not fuck the podcast up. Oh, God, did that fuck it all up? Anyways, I've been in a gully for a while. Um, Rumors has not been kind to me lately. I have been blowing it. So, anyways, this Ma's Garage show uh, was great. It was exactly what I needed. Um, And truth be told, afterwards, we went to this rap show. Dave East was in town from New York. And um, and I had no idea that this guy is like a, wow, a, like a big rapper. This guy, he has, uh, he's done music videos with some people. He He's no joke. He's no slouch. This guy's a real homie. Uh, that was racist. I shouldn't have said that. But he's a talented artist. He's done music videos with Tyga. Uh, he's videos popular he's did a he did a music video with chris brown okay uh he's been in a music video with asap ferg okay this guy's the real deal he did one with wiz khalifa um rick ross little baby uh jeezy uh, gunna okay this guy's not fucking around uh, vanilla Ice. No, not Vanilla Ice. But that would be dope. It's 
especially if he did one with Vanilla Ice where Vanilla Ice is doing his new metal shit. That was sick. I don't know if you guys know about that, but Vanilla Ice got into new metal after he had, uh, he turned into a badass. I think years of being called a pussy by the black community and by everyone, really, um, he kind of went, uh, he went hard with it. And uh, there's a music video called Too Cold. Um, let's play a bit of it. I don't think we're going to get copyrights restricted. Not on a villain in a vanilla ice music video. Come on. I mean, in terms of new metal, it's actually not that bad. It's a pretty sick breakdown. Come on, give him a break. That's a fuck enough of that, though. But still, um, not too shabby by Vanilla Ice. He is a badass. He's also got this other clip on this other show where Vanilla Ice is um, freaking out. He was on this reality show, and uh, he just started throwing shit across the room because he got betrayed by one of the people. What the fuck are we looking up Vanilla Ice shit for? Let's just move on. Um, there's a rap show. And we went there, and uh, I think I'm going to start going into more rap shows. Um, I really enjoyed myself, and I was hammered. I was absolutely drunk. It was a debacle, but um, I really did enjoy myself. That First of all, I'm used to metal and punk shows where 90% of people attending reek of human shit. And body odor that is weeks, if not months old. If you go to a metal concert, especially a death metal show or a uh, local punk show, cologne and the use of deodorants or any fragrance are uh, frowned upon. People might be wondering what you're doing. I went to a house show one time. Putrescence was playing and their guitarist at the time was... um, it reeked of Axe body spray, I guess because there was a girl there that uh, he was trying to impress. I don't know what it was. But the lead singer um, of that band uh, looked ashamed of him <laughs> because we could all reek it in the air. The entire kitchen reeked of this Axe body spray. And um, and, and it, was a, it was a point of... Like, yeah, and it wasn't just because it was Axe. It was just be, it was because it was anything. Why would you use cologne? Why would you use spray? And then when you go to the Crust Punk shows, it gets even worse. Where literally the, the, to use any deodorant or soap products, I guess, because it hurts animals or whatever. Or they just don't agree. It's not natural. Um, is, is a sign of weakness. It's a sign of mainstreamness. And so the more you fucking reek of feces and body odor and um, urine and semen and blood and 
whatever vegan shit you cooked up, uh, the higher your rank in the crust hierarchy. That's how crusts rank themselves. They rank themselves by odor. Um, so if you, like I saw, I met this one girl and she had dreads and she cut the dreads open and uh, there was like a bunch of maggots crawling in there. And then there was a dog across the street who saw this and started gagging because as soon as she cut it open, the entire, um, the, the odor that came out of it uh, caused this dog to begin gagging and vomiting on the street. And a few car alarms went off. I think a man killed himself. Um, but it was disgusting. But she actually was in charge. Everyone was like, hey, clearly she will be our leader. Because this is insane. In fact, when she cut it open, um, someone else was so disgusted by it that um, they just instantly began projectile vomiting. And then as soon as he was done projectile vomiting, he looked up and said, She's the one. So I guess that's her, their messiah. That's how crusts rank themselves. By odor. Um, but even when you're not into that militant crust scene, when you go into the punk or metal shows, it gets a little ripe. Gets a little stinky. Everyone's fucking moshing. You know, they're all sweaty. They're all gross. Most of them are obese. And that's just, and my, that's me included, okay? It's not a joke. That's just, that's the scene. That's just the lay of the land. Most of them are obese or most of them are anorexic and uh, gaunt from years of cocaine use. That's the punk metal scene, okay? Well, that's a, that's a difference. Punks, they're the gaunt ones. They're the ones who are, um, they haven't eaten in three days, uh, because they've either just been bombarding their system with um, alcohol, Adderall, and cocaine, or uh, they've been lying in bed too depressed uh, and filled with existential dread to even think about food. Whereas the metalheads are on YouTube and they're watching Mortal Kombat fatality compilations and eating supreme fries. Different scenes. That being said, when you go into the rap scene, that this rap show, I've never smelt a venue with as many people in it smell that good. It was incredible. Everyone smelled fantastic. I was by far the stinkiest dude there. Okay. I, I and I didn't I hadn't done laundry. Right, so I had to go to a backup shirt. It was a blue shirt. It had some bleach stains on it. I was not dressed for the occasion. In fact, Alec Vandersteen said right before I go on stage, he's like, really? You're wearing that shirt? I'm like, yeah, I have to now, you fucking prick. But anyways... Um, the rap show was good until I got too drunk. A few of my friends had done MDMA. They seemed to be having a good time. They were grinding like crazy to the point where Andy Noble's genitals were bleeding. That's how hard he was grinding. He was having such a good time. Um, that's a joke. Um, 
That's a joke. He was not having a good time. His his genitals hurt him. They hurt. That was painful for him. And I was like, well, then stop grinding. And he's like, I can't. It feels good, man. I'm like, you just said it. They, they're they hurting you. He's like, not good in the sense of physical pain, but like good in the sense that it feels right. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm like, you're a fucking drugged up idiot right now. Shut up. That being said, I got hammered. We're at a rap show, so I'm like, hey, three shots of Hennessy. And, um buying my friend shots and beer and she's like great sounds good that'll be $38 and I was like alright I didn't fucking have the money to spend on shots of Hennessy that was dumb that was dumb um oh great my upstairs neighbors are fucking around sounds like a goddamn jungle gym up there alright you don't hear my floor creaking when I'm fucking grinding my crotch into this mattress like I am now, do ya? Shut the fuck up up there. I'm trying to talk about the rap show and Andy Noble's grinded off genitals. Quiet! Um, what was I saying though? Uh, yeah, I, I, I was hammered. I was, that was dumb. And I was really feeling the tunes. I was really feeling the tunes, and my metal punk side kind of showed itself, kind of began to show itself a little bit. And I thought, hey, you know what, I have seen, because I've seen Coachella, all right, I've seen the clips, I've seen Chief Keith perform at Roland Loud or whatever, I've seen the Suicide Boys. And I thought, hey, you know what they do sometimes? They have a mosh pit at these rap shows. So I thought, fuck it, I'll start, I'll mix it up a bit. And um, and I tried to mix it up. I tried to, but everyone seemed extremely displeased with my efforts to get a mosh pit going. No one was into the mosh pit. Um, my friends included, they all turned their backs on me immediately. Um, they were, and they weren't even looking at anything. They literally just turned around and looked at the wall while I did this. Um, most of them deleted me from their contacts list. That's fine. I'll earn their trust again. But one guy was extremely pissed and he came up to me and I was, I was hammered, but he came up to me. He's like, why'd you do that? Whoa, no, no, why'd you do that? I was like, I'm sorry, man. He's like, no, 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 I'm just wondering, why did you do that? Why did you do that? I was like, I was just trying to, you know, start a pit, you know, start a mosh pit, because we were having fun, you know, vibe and stuff like that. And, you know, I was, I didn't mean anything about it. I was just, yeah, I was just fucking sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, dude, I was just fucking sorry. To cut. And then his girlfriend was like, Terrence, come on, don't. And he was like, why'd you do that? And I don't, then, then I walked away. I walked away, and that was at around one forty. No, that was around yeah one forty one, um, in the morning, and I was having a ton of fun at one thirty nine. At one thirty nine, I was having a really fun time. At one forty one, this man confronted me, and at one forty six, I was in a cab. On my way to the subway at River and Osborne. 
Okay. At 158, I had my sub in my hand and I was walking home. At 208, I was full. And um, and by 211, um, yeah, I was near death choking in my sleep. And that's how my night went. And that was Saturday. And I woke up the next morning. I had been probably snoring my ass off all night. Um, because I woke up in the morning and my throat was uh, um, just brutalized. My tonsils. Oh, God. They had been vibing throughout the night. It was not pretty. It was an ugly scene. But I had fun. And I didn't post anything on social media. I was ready to post some embarrassing. Hey, look at us. We're at the rap show. Give it up for all. Should I say it? Should I say the N-word right now? Fuck it, dude. Come on. We're having fun. We're vibing. Should I say it? Should I do it? Because I don't mean anything by it, you know? I'm just, like, vibing with this show, and it seems like kind of like, you know, I don't know. I should get a pass for an N-word right now. Can I get an N-word pass? I'm going to fucking do it. And if, you know, if they want to give me receipts, fucking give me receipts, man. You know? (laughs) I'm going to say it. You don't think I will? Fuck you. Okay, you say it then. (laughs) Yeah, pussy. You couldn't say it. I can fucking say it right now. Dude, I I could say it. No, not fucking hard art. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? I love these people. I, I didn't mean to say that. I didn't mean to say these people. I love people, you know? And, all right, oh, shit. Okay, the uh, phone stopped. All right, look. Ah, oh, fuck it, I won't say it. I didn't post any embarrassing content like that. Um, I didn't post anything. I let other people take pictures of me. And um, there were no videos posted of me. No videos surfaced. Unless I made Winnipeg Wilden for starting that problematic mosh pit. Um, But, uh, yeah, still, I had a great time. And I think I'm going to go again. Uh, The, yeah, everything about that show was great couple of slimmies in the crowd always fun always a good time i'm thinking about moving right now that was a harsh segue but i've been talking on the patreon i talked on the patreon um last week about um wanting to kind of start over because lately I've been in a bit of a mood. I've been in the mood where, you know, you wake up sometimes and you're like, all right, the world is my oyster. (laughs) And then you wake up the next morning and you, uh, you just wake up and you're already holding a gun to your temple. You just woke up like that and you're like, whoa, (laughs) how'd you get there? So, yeah, I've been flip-flopping between moods. I feel like I need a fresh start. And one of those fresh starts might be a new apartment. I think I might be looking at one. <laughs> and this would not be entirely my decision. My company, landlord company, what is it called? Property management company. <clears throat> has decided to up the rent 
they've decided that uh, I've had it easy long enough. I've had it good enough long enough. And they're like, that's enough. They came in recently after um, years of promising. They came in and they ripped out the cabinets that were probably 200 years old. These cabinets got here before the apartment building was built. That's how old these cabinets were. They were warped. They reeked of rotten wood. Wet, rotten wood. Anytime you open those cabinets, you just got pounded in the face with the smell of an old rotting cabin in the woods that just sucks. It's not even rustic. It has no character. It has no charm. It just fucking sucks. Terrible wood. So they came out. And they took, they took out those cabinets. And then they put in new ones. And, um, and for that, they were like, okay, we're going to hike up your rent now. Now that you're living in luxury, um, we need to hike your rent up. Okay? And I was like, okay, well, I think for, um, for the same amount of money, the amount, you're hiking it, right? For the new price, I've been looking online. I can get a place uh, that has more than um, 12 minutes of sunlight a day. I have tried to grow plants here or even maintain plants. There is so little sunlight in here. Uh, everything dies. All right. I have had plastic flowers wilt in this apartment just from lack of sunlight. You don't understand. That's why when people, when I'm on the lawnmower and I get a little bit of sun, everyone's like, wow, you got a little bit of color. That's crazy. That's crazy that you got a tan. Look at you. You look so dark and blah, 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 blah. Uh, that's why I have no problem sitting in the sun is because at home during winter, I get zero sunlight a day. You understand? I'm a fucking vampire. Which, by the way, if you see someone with extra color or whatever, you can say something nice about their physical appearance. But to comment it, comment on it on a regular basis, it makes you a fucking hack fuck. It's annoying as shit. If you run into someone and every fucking time you see this person, you're like, whoa, look at your face. Wow, what the hell? Whoa, looks like you've been getting some sun. Enough already. And that goes for everyone. In general, people don't like their physical appearance being commented on. All right? If it's a nice little, hey, you're looking good. Keep it vague. Oh, you're looking good. Don't look, walk up to them and stare at them. Don't look at their ears or look at them closely. People don't enjoy that. And way too many fucking people do that. It's extremely annoying. You can say, oh, you look good. Oh, it looks. You got some sun. You don't have to make it a big deal. You don't have to make it a show. You understand that? You don't have to gather everybody's attention. You don't have to comment on the same fucking thing every time you see a person. You don't have to do that. In fact, it's better off if you don't. It makes you more likable if you don't do that. 
because some people don't enjoy that. Some people don't enjoy every time you go in, oh, wow, look at the fucking blah, blah, blah. I, some people don't like being held under a microscope. Even if your heart's in the right place and you're like, I don't give a fuck. Just go about your day and keep your fucking assessment of a person's physical appearance to yourself. We don't need your fucking report card, whether it's an A plus or a D minus. Shut the fuck up. Um, but anyways, so I, uh, yeah, I'm thinking about moving, but now my caretaker just messaged me and said, well, they might be able to work with you. So now I don't know because I love this area. I do. I don't want to move to, um, someplace else. This place is great. I like it. I feel safe when I go outside. But there's also a chance that I'll see someone else be not safe. You understand? That's the beauty of it. I love, like, I'm safe, but I walk outside. Someone else might get stabbed. There might be a fight. That guy across the street might get his ass kicked. No one's got beef with me, but, you know. So you feel safe, but you got to stay on your toes. You know? It's relatively quiet, but there's still some action. That's the perfect balance. And also there's a subway, there's an A&W, all the essentials. All the essentials. But it doesn't fucking matter. None of that shit matters. I'm going to buy a mansion right now. Well, no, I'm not. But I'm going to have a down payment for a really shitty house in a bit. You know why? Because I've started gambling again. I am a gambler. Started the other day. I haven't gambled yet. I haven't gambled in years. But I'm going to gamble today, right now, on the fucking show. Because I bought from the Western Canada Lottery Corporation. And the Circle K on Corden Avenue. Um, a scratch and win ticket. Notice that it's, it, some people call it scratch-offs. Some say scratch and win. I don't know what they're actually called, uh, scratch tickets, because most, they're not scratch and wins. They should, the verdict is they're scratch and lose. You scratch and lose it. Um, so I don't know what I'd call this, but you, pretty much you scratch it, and then you may or may not win. That's what they should call it. Scratch may or may not win. Um, okay, this this ticket, it's got a smiley face on it. It's got a butterfly. It's got a bunch of flowers. And the ticket is called Happy Go Lucky. Right? It's a happy, this is a happy addiction. This is a happy time for you. You just see some schlub going in there. It just reeks of fucking king cans of Molson. He's like, yeah, give me fucking 12 Happy Go Luckies. Uh... Uh, give me uh, five of those uh, walking on clouds. Uh, I'll take uh, fucking ten of those uh, smiles abroad. And uh, give me fucking, I don't know. Wait, how much are those, uh, uh, how much are those uh, content with my life tickets? Oh, Jesus Christ. 
Fuck it. Give me 20. What the fuck do you mean my card's declined? All right, put some of those content with my life's bag. I'll, I'll just double up on the happy-go-luckies. Because everyone's happy when they're gambling. Um, now, this says uh, it's happy-go-lucky, and there's five play areas. And there's a bonus. And it's a $2 ticket. All right, let's read the instructions. Main play area. Scratch each play from left to right until the entire play area is uncovered. If you uncover five identical happy face symbols, <laughs> that's fucking, this is fucking dystopian shit. In the same play, you win the corresponding prize for that play. If you uncover a clover symbol in any play, you win $20 instantly. If you uncover a horseshoe symbol in any play, you win $10 instantly. Um, bonus play area. Scratch. The fuck? I put this on do not disturb. Why am I getting a text from Andy Noble? He heard me talk about his genitals. That's why. And he's inviting me to tennis. And that's not going to happen. Um... If you're listening to this, Andy Noble, yeah, I'm not playing tennis with you today. I've got plans. I've got laundry. All right? I've been on a mower. It's been plus 40. You're not even working right now. You've got nothing to do but tennis. All right? I'm out here. I've got decisions to make. People rely on me. Although tennis would be fun. But I've spent enough time in the sun. That's why I come home to my fucking bat cave of a fucking apartment that is soon going to cost me a lot of money. Anyways, bonus play area. Scratch the play area. If you uncover any prize amount, you win that prize amount. Wow, what a fun time. All right. Now, if my dad taught me anything, which he barely did, uh, he taught me a thing or two about gambling. My dad had a vicious VLT addiction. Almost sank the... No, it didn't sank the company. It didn't sink the company. It didn't almost sank the company. That's not right. It didn't almost sink the company. Jesus. Um, but he pumped some money. He pumped some money into those machines, let me tell you. It was really weird because he would come home and sometimes he would open his wallet. He's like, look what I did. And then he would open his wallet, and there'd just be a stack of fucking cash in there. I'd be like, holy fuck, where'd you get that? And he'd be like, machines, yeah, caught a wind today. And at the time, I was like, holy shit, man, gambling fucking rules. Only later did he tell me. that He's like, yeah, when I won that, I, I blew at least four times that, like, the night before. Gambling's a real cruel mistress. But he one time taught me, Tyler... If you ever get a scratch and win ticket, scratch the bonus area first, okay? And I was like, yeah, that's fine, Dad, but, like, um, like, what do I do with my life? He's like, I don't know. Scratch the bonus area. Start there. And I was like, yes, sir. So let's scratch the bonus area right now, right here. All right, the bonus area is getting scratched. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to fuck around on these prize amounts. I'm not going to lie to you. The bonus is good luck. Okay, cool. Good luck. 
Good luck with what? Good luck with what, happy-go-lucky? I just fucking lost. Good luck on... Good luck on the next ticket you will buy. Alright. We're gonna do play area. This is what it's come to. I'm gambling on line. Hey, I got a happy face. Play one area is going good so far. I got two happy faces. Cool. Hey, I got three happy faces. Sick. Ah, oh, I got a cloud. Oh, man. Two clouds. What was the prize on that one? Five dollars. What the fuck? Why didn't they just... Why don't... Why did... Why did they even say five dollars? You could've won five dollars. Why not just say a million? Make me hurt. Happy face symbol. Happy face symbol. Happy face symbol. Happy face symbol. Oh, five happy faces. I actually fucking won, right? If you uncover five identical happy face symbols in the same play area, you win this court. Okay, fuck, dude. All right, I won the prize. Let's scratch this prize and see what it is. Two dollars. Two dollars. You see that? They're just feeding you a fucking gambling addiction. Happy face symbol. This is play area number three. So I already got my money back, but I'm going to double up. We're going to do this every time now. Actually, every fucking podcast episode, I'm going to get a lottery ticket. And then this entire podcast will just turn into a um, crippling gambling addiction that will be uh, recorded and uh, documented for your entertainment. Oh, I got four happies and a rainbow. Oh, God. That's gay. $100. Okay, cool. Happy face symbol. Well, I already won once. I'm not going to win again. Three happy faces, four happy faces, and the cloud. What was that prize? 25 Gs. Happy face symbol. Happy face symbol. Rainbow. Rainbow. Cloud. I mean, is that ever... What was the prize on that one? Sorry, I forgot to scratch out the prize amount. Not that it matters. $1,000. Western Canada Lottery Corporation makes millions of fucking dollars, don't they? They must. WCLC profit. Annual report for the Western Canada Canada Lottery Corporation. They have a PDF. It is 17 pages. Message from the chair. The 2020 fiscal year produced WCLC's third strongest sales year to date, coming on the heels of the organization's second strongest year ever, 2019. (laughs) All right. The slight drop in revenue is the result of less favorable jackpot roll patterns, along with the initial impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. However, structural changes to Lotto Max and the full year of the big spin bolstered sales and helped finish out the year with a strong $1.399 billion in total sales. Just $54 million shy of last year totals. Uh, 
man, $1.4 billion on this fucking shit. WCLC returned a combined $460.8 million to the member provincial governments to fund priority programs and services within their jurisdictions. Yeah, all right. All right, I mean, yeah, okay, you're funding money and shit, but come on, dude, are you fucking kidding me? $1.4 billion? So wait, you made $1.4 billion and then in sales and you returned $460 million. That's a difference of a roughly a billion dollars. So a billion dollars is missing. Now, I'm pretty sure you didn't give away a billion dollars. Man, this whole thing's a fucking racket, dude. I don't fucking trust this at all. And also, okay, you you returned $460 million in revenue to the government to fund priority programs. People automatically assume, like, yeah, see, that goes right back to the people. You don't know that. You don't fucking know that. They could be flushing that money down their shitter like they do a lot of other goddamn money. Politicians, man. That's where we started, and that's where we are now. Politicians. Now they're making money off of happy-go-lucky tickets. You're not making any money off me. I want $2. I'm going to get my $2 back, and I'm going to buy a fucking taquito. Because when I eat that taquito, mmm, tastes good. I have good feelings about it. And then I take a shit. And then I can look at the toilet bowl and see that's there's my money. It went through me. I consumed it. As opposed to this lottery thing. I don't know what that that, that analogy sucked. But e- listen, I'm just looking at this annual report. I should stop looking at that fucking thing, man. $1.4 billion? And that's just the Western Canada. That's just Alberta, Manitoba, and fucking... Uh, the other guy, Saskatchewan, whatever that retard's name is. Um, yeah, man. I don't know about this. If gambling is a problem for you or someone you know, call toll free. All right, let's let's see what they got to say about this. Because it is a problem for me. I think it's bullshit. Hang on. Let's take a look here, because I am, I, I don't, I mean, this is, this is crazy. You have reached the problem gambling helpline answered at Clinic Community Health. If this is an emergency, please hang up and dial 911. Calls on this line may be monitored for quality assurance and training purposes. Your confidentiality is important to us. 
To learn more, visit clinic.mb.ca. Please remain on the line to be connected to the next available counselor. I don't know if we should do this. These people seem like they want to help. Yeah, hi there. Um, do you work for the WCLC? The WCLP? No, I don't. No? Like the Western Canada Lottery Corporation? Like what? What? Like who am I calling right now? Um, this is the AFM Gambling Helpline. So this is a support line for people who are experiencing gambling addiction. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Because I, I, I got your number off of the back of a... A lottery ticket, and I was hoping to speak to someone, not about my gambling addiction, but just about, um, you know, addictions in general and, like, the government's role in building up these addictions. But I guess you can't really help like that, eh? That might not be really where my specialty is at, unfortunately. I mean, we can kind of have a discussion around that, but it doesn't sound like I would be kind of the person that you're looking for in this situation. Yeah, totally. Because I bought this scratch on win ticket. It's called Happy Go Lucky. And like, you know, and then on the back of it, they have like the number for a gambling addictions foundation. It's like pick a lane, you know, I don't know what's going on here. If, if you know what, what I mean, do a lot of people have a gambling problem? I mean, quite a few, yeah. Enough for it to definitely be a need. Addiction in general. How do you end a gambling addiction? That's a big question, but it has many answers anyway. Depends on what the person needs. Okay. You know, my dad was addicted to VLTs for years. He, for years, he just pumped money into VLTs. He somehow broke it through, I think it was, I think he found God. I think that was his religion cured it. But um, I don't know how other people do it. Like, what are some tips that you would give me? Let's say I came up to you and I was like, I'm hooked. I'm hooked on these scratch and wins. What would you say to me? depend I mean it would depend on kind of how long it's been going on for and what they what you would feel comfortable doing like some people in terms of casinos they they ban themselves from a casino if that's where they have their addiction um, some people will limit how much money they can spend in a day to make sure that they're not overspending um, some people look for treatment it's it's all very different depending on the person that you're asking or who's being asked yeah oh this is do you just deal with gambling addiction or do you deal with other addictions as well um this is a gambling helpline specifically i mean we have like our clinic crisis line if you wanted to talk about addictions on there you're welcome to no that's fine i'm just wondering like what's your organization called Clinic Community Health is what I work out from. Oh, okay. Are you guys in, are you in Manitoba? Yep, we're on Sherbrooke in Winnipeg. Oh, you're right here. 
Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. I'm hassling you for nothing. I thought this was like some faceless, um, some like faceless giant call center, but you, you're just a person in an office. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sh- can be a, a misconception. <laughs> Shit. I'm sorry. I, well, I'll stop hassling you then. I'm sorry about that. No, that's okay. I mean, it, it sounds like you brought questions anyways, and I, I hope I answered them as best I could. No, you did. You did. I'm recording you on my podcast right now. You should know that. Oh, okay. It's called Prairie Dumpster. You're not going to listen, but that's okay. I mean, it sounds interesting. <laughs> hey, there you go. All right, that's all I wanted. One goddamn compliment, and I'm out of here. All right. Um, what was your name? My name is Kayla. Kayla. Hey, all right. Good to meet you. Thanks for, um, I mean, well, you didn't really do anything, but thanks for uh, being there. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Well, I hope you have a good night, okay? Hey, thanks, Kayla. Take care. Bye. All right, bye. Anyways, that was Kayla. Thanks for nothing. She didn't do jack shit. I might have been rude. I'm not sure, but I wanted answers, and every time I asked a question, it took her like 10 seconds to respond. And Kayla, if you are listening to this, you did great. (laughs) I'm sorry. I should have said that. Why did it take you so long to answer my goddamn questions? I don't understand. Are you reading the script? I don't trust the WCLC. I don't trust the number on the back of this. I trust Kayla, but who knows? Kayla might be a goddamn politician, too. These people are all in on this fucking racket. And you know where I bought this lottery ticket from? 7-Eleven. That's not true. Circle K. But then I went to 7-Eleven afterwards. Because... um, 7-Eleven has taquitos. Everybody knows that. Uh, Circle K used to be Mac and Max. Max used to have a taquitos ripoff. I think it was called like Twistitos or some fucking stupid thing. And they were not bad. They were not bad. Um, But I don't know why I mentioned that. Anyways, I was at 7-Eleven the other day. And I had a bit of shopping to do. (laughs) Which... You don't want to go grocery shopping at 7-Eleven. You don't want to do that. It's expensive. They don't have a lot of stuff. A jug of milk costs $75.6. dollars i do not know why I fucked that up. It costs $75. Um, a jar of peanut butter is um, uh, $3,000 at 7-Eleven. But... Uh, the Safeway was closed. It was like quarter after 11. I had no other place. I had to get some coffee. I had to get some drinks for the next morning. I got a sandwich and blah, blah, blah. And while I was there, I decided to get a couple of taquitos. And then they had these little, um, you know, those big bite hot dogs. I got one of those. And then, you know, there was another thing. Oh, I needed gum, whatever. So I had all this stuff in my hand. And I was about to get into the line. Um... You know, and this other person, these, this other couple, they kind of um, kind of got there at the same time. And I went, oops, you know, just waiting for them to make a move. And, and then this guy says, he's like, and he was a nice, he was a young guy. 
and um, uh, he had his girlfriend with him, and he was like dapper, you know, young, cooler guy, I guess. And uh, I kind of did the head nod, and he looked at me and went, oh, after you, my friend, looks like you got a full load there. And then his girlfriend started laughing a bit. And uh, I said, thank you. And I paid for all my stuff. And um, the guy said something else yet. Um, I was at the counter and I was processing all my stuff. I got some cigarettes. And then uh, he was like, well, we'll need to go grocery shopping tomorrow. (laughs) And his girlfriend was like, ha ha. And, um, yeah, got under my skin a little bit, I'm not going to lie. And then, uh, there's two tellers there and we kind of got, um, they were processing the orders, our orders at the same time or whatever. And then, um, so we kind of walked out together and I held the door open for him and then he walked through and then just... We met eyes, and I was kind of, I don't know what he saw, but I saw that he was kind of not sizing me up, but looking at me weird. But I held the door open for him. He didn't say thank you. He just looked at me, and he walked away. That was my interaction with this guy. So I went home. I just went home and I started thinking about him and um, yeah I was uh, scrolling through Instagram and somehow I uh, found his Instagram page I just stumbled into it and um, you know he had some links or whatever and you know some pictures of him at work some pictures of him with his girlfriend and I found uh, pictures of Found pictures of his girlfriend, you know, and uh, found out where she works. And, um, you know, found some other posts that led to uh, various social media websites. And anyway, it was just, yeah, a bit of a down, a bit of a rabbit hole. And I actually found um, where this guy works. (laughs) I found out where he works and I found his phone number. And I gave him a call. I just wanted to give him a call and say, hey, what's up, Um, you know, um, and he wasn't there, but I left a voicemail. I left a message on his answering machine, and, um, hey, I recorded it, okay, and, um, you know, because I knew that it would make for good content. That's what we try to do here. We try to make people laugh, right? That phone call with Kayla, that was hilarious, Uh, and this voicemail, I think, is, is funny, too. So take a listen, and uh, I'll see you after. Hey, it's Jeff. Leave a message. Hey, man. Want to hang out sometime? Want to watch a movie?
I want to get to know you. You seem interesting. You've piqued my interest, man. That's what I'm supposed to say, right? That's all I'm allowed to say. I can't say or do anything else. Not really. I can't tell you what I really think. How I really feel. Or what I really want to do to you. I can't say that because then I would be crazy. I'd be a real psycho. In the eyes of the law and in the eyes of my peers. My hands are tied, aren't they? Because on paper, you didn't do anything wrong. On paper, you're just a normal person. A cool guy. Just living his life. On paper, I'm overreacting. That's just not how it is, my friend. And you're gonna learn that. 
not. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you about consequence. About causation. About the pure fucking agony that can come from the things that are not on paper. Because right now, if I told you or fucking showed you how I feel, I'd be labeled a psychotic piece of shit. And you would skip about on your merry way, free and blameless. Because on paper, that's what you are, free and blameless. So that is uh, the voicemail I left him, and uh, just a light-hearted barb between me and him. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that's the podcast today. Thanks for tuning in uh, again. And I'm not fucking around, all right? Uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, I've got 15 subscribers on YouTube. 28 subscribers on Spotify. Uh, 
we're back up to 28. We lost one last week. We went down to 27, and I threatened the person who left with immediate execution uh, once my paramilitary organization uh, consolidates our power, and then instantly that person resubscribed. That's what I like to see. Um, but every person that either leaves a comment, likes a video, um, subscribes to this, does that, gives me kind words on my Instagram at Tyler Penner Comedy. I do appreciate it, man. I really do. Thanks. And special thanks to those of you who are on the fucking Patreon. You guys are the real champions. This, what I just said there, that's just lip service to the freeloaders, you know, before they're executed. You people, I actually care about. But that's the podcast for today. Shout out to... um, What are we doing? Shout out to... The Bacon and Egg McMuffin. You know, McDonald's, I had this debate with a couple of my good buddies. And I mean my brothers. Um, about the best breakfast place. One of my guy friends, he says that uh, Wendy's has the best breakfast. Obviously, he's going through some tough times. He's not mentally well. That's fine. He'll get out of that depression and that psychosis that he's in that led him to believe that Wendy's has the best breakfast. And he'll come to the same conclusion that I have, which is that A&W offers the breast, the breast, <laughs> tits, fuck, um, offers the best breakfast sandwich, that being the sausage and egger on a sesame seed bun, um, while McDonald's offers the best coffee. But shout out to the Bacon and Egg McMuffin. And shout out to McDonald's coffee in general. Good God. Can we thank the beautiful corporation of McDonald's for giving us a viable and superior alternative to that Tim Hortons swill that's been jammed down our throats because it's Canadian. It's Canada for you. And we don't Canadian. We love our Timmy's. No, we fucking don't. That shit sucks. Swill? Swill. Swill? Swill. Um, kitchen refuse and scraps of waste food mixed with water for feeding to pigs. Thank you. What is that called? Swill. Yeah, swill. Um, yeah, no, I used that correctly. Tim Hortons coffee. There you go. Kitchen refuse and scraps of waste food mixed with water for feeding to pigs. Um... Yeah, Tim Hortons blows. So thank you, McDonald's, for just being there and um, taking thousands and thousands of dollars of my money. You are appreciated. Shout out next to... What have I been listening to? I've been listening to Ken Carson, who is a... um, Rapper signed by Playboy Cardi. And I don't know why I like this music. I can't tell you why. Um, But I do. And I don't need to explain a goddamn thing to you. It's catchy. It's good. And when I listen to it, I think of uh, making money 
and um, fucking a ton of hoes. That's what I think about. Just like what they sing about. That's what I think about. I think about doing lean, looking at my brand new awesome watch, driving in my brand new awesome car while some fucking hoe gives me roadhead like a G. And that's what I think about when I'm riding on my mower, mowing over animals and bags of dog shit. That's what I think about. I think about what a G I am. I ran over a full bag of dog shit today. Literally a full bag of dog shit. I'm not kidding. I mowed right over an entire bag of dog shit. A large bag. And the shit sprayed all over the blades. But then it spat the bag out. And the bag, now empty of its shit, was free to float in the wind. Unfortunately for me, the wind was blowing down face, and it slapped me inside of the head. That's a true story. And while this was going on, while the, the, the air just reeked of shit, and I looked down at what had just slapped me in the temple, and it was the cut-up bag, the cut-up shards of a bag of dog shit in my ears was... Ken Carson going, got these bitches, got these hoes, racks on racks, racks on racks. No cap. I've got racks. Brand new whip, cola red. Rocks in the cup. Dishing up mud. Fucked your bitch. I threw her to the crew. Ice on my wrist. Gave me the flu. That's how cold that shit was. And I was like, damn. It's tough for G's like us, huh, Ken Carson? That's what I thought. As I put the mower into uh, full throttle and tried to escape the aura of dog shit. It ain't easy being a G. Pimpin' ain't easy, you understand. But it's necessary. Pimp my bitches like Tom Chase Jerry. Ice Cube. Um, and last but not least, shout out to... Oh, boy... Last but not least, shout out to my boy, Jared Story. Jared Story's got an album recording. Jared Story's one of the OGs of Winnipeg comedy. And um, he has survived numerous ailments. But he survived them all with class. And now he's going to do his comedy. And he was at the um, Underdogs on Monday night. Which was a debacle of a show. There was four people there who were pretty game. They were pretty good. But they were crammed into two tables at the back corner. We did a bunch of comedy for no people, is what I'm saying. And Jared was one of those comics. And Jared did it like a goddamn pro. And he does the Winnipeg Comedy Showcase, one of the best shows in Winnipeg for comedy. 
always hot crowds, always great times, and um, and God damn it, he is a uh, he's an OG. That guy goes back to the cavern days, and um, and he's a good buddy. So if you're listening to this and you're wondering what to do with your life around the September 21st mark, uh, check out Jared's story. Either through Facebook, through Instagram, or just Google his fucking ass. All right? And uh, find tickets to his show at the Park Theater. It's going to be a fucking banger. In fact, it's going to be so good. The only thing that could make it better is if he had asked me to open. But he didn't. He's got three other people in there. I'm sure they'll do fine, but they ain't no fucking T-Pain. They ain't no Tyler Penner. All right? I get no fucking respect in this goddamn town. From you, Jared? From Kayla, the Addictions Foundation lady? From bags of dog shit? From anybody. No fucking respect. Not for me. From my landlord? From the cabbie who dropped me off at Subway? And then rudely stopped me as I was leaving the cab and said, whoa, 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 you got to pay. I said, fuck you. Sick of the disrespect I get. I'll pay you all right. You're getting paid in bags of Miss Vicky's. Because I am sick and tired of being slept on. I'm the fucking man. And if you don't think so, um, well... I'll hear that argument, too. Uh, you guys have been great. I love you uh, with all my heart. You guys know that, right? That I love you? I think you know that by now. If you don't, then you're just a fucking idiot. You've got your own problems. Seriously, if you don't know that I love you by now, nothing's going to convince you. You've got trust issues. You've got self-esteem issues. The problems in your brain that you got to fix with you. If you don't think I love you, you don't love you. That's your fucking problem. You need to learn to love you, and then you'll see why I love you. Fucking idiot. Um, but you guys are great. I've been great, and uh, Kayla was great, and everybody was great. We're all great. We're all doing okay. You know, we're doing okay. One day at a time. One bar at a time. Like a fine wine. Stupid swine. Gotta make... I'm not gonna be a rapper. Although I did promise Andy I was gonna be his hype man should he ever start a rap career. And I think I could do that. I could definitely be a hype man. As long as I'm allowed to say the N-word. Then uh, we're good. If all of a sudden, for some reason... Me, Tyler Penner, I'm not allowed to say the N-word. We're going to have problems. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think I got the N-word pass for life. And I'm going to go try it out right now when I go pick up a vape. Um, and I'll let you know on the Patreon how that turns out. You guys are great. I'll see you later. I'll see you next week. And I'll see you in hell. Yeah.
Bastards!